The goodbyes we speak and the goodbyes we hear are the goodbyes that tell us we're still alive. Stephen King, The Wolves of the Kala. Hey, Justin. Hey, Kayla. What's up? Uh, Not much. Are you ready to talk about the wolves of the Kayla? Or do you call it Kala? Or... I automatically said it like my name. <laughs> I I hadn't thought about it in that way, but I kind of like it. Uh, yeah, I I, I I was going with with uh, yeah. I wasn't sure. I I was in my mind reading it as Kala, but I also I didn't know if it was Kaya. You know, a more Spanish pronunciation. Ah. Uh, I didn't consider Kayla, but uh, I like it. <laughs> uh, I think we'll just go with Kala. I think that makes more sense for this. Um, he- yeah, yeah, I, I have a weird one. Maybe you won't want your name fully associated with this book, but yeah, I mean that's a probably a pretty fair feeling that you've got on that part, considering how long it took me to read this book. Um, I think this is the longest that I've spent shoveling through the book. Uh, yeah, through a book so far, <laughs> it's a slog. Uh, you know, it really it feels like you know you look at it and you're like, well, it shouldn't take that long, but boy, it just kind of just keeps going and going, and there's a lot of a lot of kind of side tangents, and it takes us whole it takes us an incredibly long time to get to the peak action. Oh my gosh, it's like um, I can't remember which one it was, but when they're when they're on the train. And you think it's going to be all about the train, but the train doesn't even show up until like the very end of the book. That's exactly what happened here. Like, yeah, no! I, I think, yeah, that was uh, that was the wastelands. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I keep getting them. They're all using together at this point. So I'm trying right. To yeah. Separating them out. Yeah. Um, certainly now in this stretch where we've got uh, three Dark Tower books in a row here and then uh, and, you know, pretty much. uh we're in the stretch that's going to really wrap up this main Dark Tower storyline. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty interested to see how it all wraps up. This book was a struggle for me, but I continue to be interested in what's going to happen. Um, maybe not in the moment, but in theory, I'm looking forward to <laughs> yeah. seeing how it all ends. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I was at with this book, too. Um well, before we dive too much into it, do you want to do a quick plot rundown? Sure. I kind of had to separate them out into pretty much the two main plots that are going in this book. Yeah, there's that's fair. one. Yeah, there's one that takes place uh, mostly in New York City, where I think it's mostly Eddie is traveling to New York City. Um, the group is trying to buy a piece of land from a bookseller from a bookseller named Calvin Tower. They're trying to protect what I'm thinking is a physical manifestation of the tower in our world or in their world of America. Um, And they're trying to protect this rose that they've found close to the building or under the building, I think. And the rose is starting to deteriorate. So they're wanting to purchase the building to protect it. Um, So Eddie keeps going back to try to convince the bookseller Calvin Tower, I mean, very clearly, you know, <laughs> trying to draw it back into the other part of the story um, to convince him to sell it, which he eventually does toward the end of the book. So there's that plot that goes on. And then the, I guess, main plot is the 
encountered people from uh, Kala Bryn Sturgis and Father Callahan, who was in Salem's Lot. And the people want the gunslingers to help them fight the wolves. And the wolves are a group of beings that steal the children to f- and we learn later that they're stealing the children to feed the breakers uh, and the breakers are what we learned about in the black house it's these people who are trying to break down the dark tower um and so the gunslingers have to train and to help these uh the people who live in the area to try to defeat these wolves um which they do of course and then we also get a very long backstory about Father Callahan and what happened to him after he left Salem's lots. Um, lots of addiction, lots of um, dealing with vampires. <laughs> There's different types of vampires. Right. It's yeah. Kind of an yeah. alcoholic, kind of an <laughs> alcoholic vampire slaying hobo. Yeah. Pretty much. Hobo ex priest. It's very, yeah. But it's, there's a lot of stuff going on in this book. There often is there's a dark a tower, but that's... Well, and I think there's even maybe a third storyline, which is we get confirmation, as was has been hinted at for at least since book three, that um, that Susanna is is with child in some, mm-hmm. some form or fashion. Uh, but not only that, it's, uh, it's also the child of a, yet another Susanna personality, um, this one named Mia. Yes. Um, which, uh, you know, that one's kind of, that one's kind of teed up in this book. We don't get into it too much. Uh, mm-hmm. certainly discuss that more in our next recording, but, uh, but we do get confirmation of that and that mm-hmm. kind of, uh, kind of, you know, in the end, uh, it kind of leads to, to King giving us a, uh, you know, almost, um, empire strikes back type of cliffhanger Mm. um, to lead directly into the next book but um yeah so yeah so there's a lot going on uh which and you know a lot of explanation for everything that's going (laughs) on which which accounts for you know the uh 700 pages or so that we that we get out of this one yeah uh well what are some things that you liked about this book um you know what? I didn't. Uh, I, at first, I was kind of like, "Oh, really? Of all the uh, of all the king characters you're going to bring back, you're bringing back the priest from Salem's Lot." Like, <laughs> uh, that wasn't a character that I had particularly missed or even thought about uh, mm-hmm. since finishing Salem's Lot. But sure. uh, uh, you know what? I his story. Uh, you know, I maybe didn't need all of the detail of his travels throughout america before he ended up in the cala but uh but uh i i I kind of enjoyed that part of the whole uh you know backstory with him Uh, what do you think Mm. of that i actually didn't like that part that's like the one part of it i didn't like his storyline and i don't really have a good reason why i just didn't really think i don't i'm trying to figure out what the larger part of father Callahan plays in the larger dark tower story, just beyond like giving us his backstory. I feel like for some reason it wasn't tied in enough that he is important to the future of the book. So I wasn't sure why we were learning so much about his past. Um, But you know, this is a personal preference. It's not a bad story. Um, And yeah, that just wasn't, that wasn't my favorite part actually. So that's interesting that you said that. (laughs) Yeah. 
See, I was curious. Yeah, no, what you I thought. actually, I actually liked that a lot more than, uh, and you know, and again, uh, we'll touch on this much more. But even, even here in in the Wolves of Cala, I I did not like the Susanna storyline. I I'm oh, tired yeah, of introducing either. additional Susanna personalities. Uh, yeah. I've I've really got no use for that at this point. You know, yeah. I, uh, uh, you know, it 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 would it had been obvious for a while that at some point we were going to have a reckoning with this pregnancy storyline, and and it's finally coming to a head. But but it doesn't mean I enjoyed it. No, I did not enjoy that either at all. I thought it was totally necessary to have a new personality come out. Just have her go in a fugue state or something, and just yeah. black out. Like it doesn't. We don't need that. Um, and I haven't finished the the next book following this one which i'm assuming is you know gonna give us a lot more information about her since her name's in the title but still yeah i i did not like that part at all i didn't care anything about it and you know they get father callahan and roland get in this weird like abortion argument in the middle of it which i thought was just yeah really ridiculous that's totally uh out of nowhere (laughs) yeah i thought it was very strange and I just, I didn't care anything for that entire storyline about her and, and all of these dudes talking about like what they should do about her and worrying about her. And I don't care. Yeah. So um, we'll see when she gives birth to the demon baby, if I'm, you know, more interested in that story, but for now, not so much. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, now that I guess since we've touched on, uh, you know, two of the other ancillary storylines, what did you think Mm. about the, uh, kind of main or at least uh titular storyline with the uh the the battle against the wolves of Kala. So this storyline was the part that I actually enjoyed the most out of all of the different ones. Um I always think it's really fun to go into the Dark Tower world and learn more about the communities that are there and the different groups of people that are there. And I thought it was really interesting to learn and hear about their experience with the wolves. Um, Most of the children in this town are born as twins and the wolves come through each generation and usually take one of the twins away. And the kids come back um, what they call like ruined, like ruined um, because they are basically like mentally and emotionally exhausted and used up from feeding the breakers basically. Um, and I saw, I thought that that whole storyline and their motivation to try to end this that had been going on for so long. And I thought that was really, really cool. And it's nice to see the gunslingers interact with the people who live in this world. Um, I really enjoyed the plate throwing scenes with the ladies who learn how to throw the sharp plates. I thought that was really fun. (laughs) Like kind of ridiculous, but I really liked that part. Um, the best actually that storyline what did you think about it yeah you, you know there i i was kind of had mixed feelings on it um there were some things that i liked uh you know i liked kind of i i liked seeing a lot of the kind of interactions and back history with between the townspeople there you know with them initially having the debate of even like are we going to fight or are we just going to this mm. once again um and then, um, you know, I, I did like, you know, I liked, uh, I liked some of the kind of ancillary things that happened, uh, where Jake gets a friend for a while, yeah. um, 
Roland Roland gets uh you know a part-time lover um yeah <laughs> but, I was very uh, impressed <laughs> yeah Th- there were some other parts that I was uh that I wasn't too too impressed with you know like for the first time that Andy the messenger robot shows up I was like well that that thing's bad news that's not going to be well and, and, and obvious evil robot is evil. yeah and sure <laughs> enough the uh, yeah the the giant uh the giant annoying robot was was a bad robot uh shockingly <laughs> shocking i know it's so silly and oh, um you know yeah and i enjoyed it uh i i enjoyed you know, kind of the build up to the battle and the battle itself. Um, at the same time, you know, I think I obviously what King is going for there was showing like, you know, just how much build up there was in opposition to how short the battle itself actually was. Mm-hmm. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, I mean, it's I I say if it's a 700 page book, like we get to that battle at like page 660 or something yes. like there's really really not much time at all that's devoted to uh to everything that has built up to this point so yeah. i actually i could have used a little bit more of that you know i did i didn't need 150 pages worth of battle but uh it seemed like it was kind of a little shortchanged um at the very end of the book agreed and you know jake's friend uh benny who is really close with throughout the whole book. And there's this whole plot line surrounding Benny and his father and Benny gets killed one sentence during the battle. Yeah, there's yeah. like one sentence dedicated to that. And they've developed this like really deep friendship. And Jake's finally had some independence kind of away from the other gunslingers and got to be a kid again. in one sentence It's like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Like, this is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, some of those choices that he made in the writing was was just kind of silly. Um, so yeah, I I wish that there were more scenes like that. Um, what did you think? So we also got introduced to Black Thirteen, which is another evil glass ball. Um, right. Yes. <laughs> so Black Thirteen is is bad. Apparently, it allows them to travel to New York easily rather than going through like the todosh kind of falling asleep system um that they've been trying to use well i it's just one of those weird dark tower things where i i can't really quite see how it's going to fit into everything but it's just it's one of those fantasy elements that gets added in i'm like yeah okay whatever (laughs) i'm with you it's it's a thing it's a thing that there's so much else going on in this Dark Tower series that I just don't know if we need these, you know, these parts of the Wizard's Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like, so there's uh, there's at least 13 of these balls, I guess. Mm-hmm. But we've only we've only learned about two of them. And mm-hmm. so it's like, well, what do the other 11 do? And I, I, I <laughs> right. just don't really care. It's like there's two books left. Why haven't we talked about these magic glass balls before, you know, Wizard right. Glass? but um i felt the same way uh the number 19 and the 9 and 90 that oh, kept boy, coming that up is, that is tough uh <laughs> he really he really obsesses over the that the number 19 in uh in mm-hmm. in this book uh unfortunately it seems uh from what i'm gathering it you know it fades somewhat uh over the next okay. few books but that's it's kind of a yeah it and it's 
really like right in your face from the very start. And so I was at first, I was mm-hmm. like, boy, you know, I, we haven't read that many books since we did wizard and glass. Like, have I completely forgotten about this number 19 <laughs> stuff, but no, no, this is really the first time that we hear about it. And it, uh, mm-hmm. it is just everywhere over this book and it gets, it gets tiresome quickly. I think, it does. I think there is, there is a point to it in the entire dark tower arc, but I, that doesn't mean that it's not annoying. <laughs> Right. And I looked it up and apparently 19 shows up in a lot of King books. I don't have, my mind just doesn't work like that. And so I didn't notice any of the mentions of 19 before, you know, someone did the slog of the work to go through and say like, well, this character has 19 letters in their name and this character from this book and this yeah, name, exactly. I don't care about And yeah, <laughs> I, I know people have done that and I'm glad that they've done that because it's interesting to look it up. But I think mm-hmm. I think there's a there's also an argument to be made that the man's written, you know, 53 novels just under the Stephen King name, like inevitably the number 19 or the number 14 or the number seven <laughs> is going to show up uh, plenty sure. of places across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, sure, he's got a favorite number awesome great yeah i just (laughs) it kept showing up and i kept getting pretty annoyed by that um yeah well here let me ask you about this uh kind of random king connection that i put two and two together on just yesterday um but uh so you know so you were talking about how eddie goes to visit uh calvin tower to discuss mm -hmm. uh purchasing the lot but you're so tower's friend is uh aaron and I, I will give the Southern pronunciation of his name, which would be Deep Now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what the French Canadian pronunciation would be, but uh, no so, so Aaron Deep Now. <laughs> Do you remember the abusive husband's name from Insomnia? And sorry to bring up bad memories. Oh, no, I don't. That was Ed Deep Now, Ed and <gasps> Helen Deep Now. And apparently oh. King has said that they, in his mind, they are distant cousins. Of course they are. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there, I don't think there's any grander, you know, I don't think we're going to hit uh, book seven of the Dark Tower series and, and Ed Deep Now is going to pop up. But uh, just wanted mm-hmm. to see if you had picked up on that uh, kind of random not. connection. I did not. I remember their first names, but I didn't remember the last name. That's, that's funny. And I, I appreciate it's one of those things where I don't necessarily see those connections all the time but i appreciate that he does that because that's fun it and, is it's, a, it's a nice little nod to the reader and yeah. it's the kind of thing that doesn't affect you know your comprehension of either book if you haven't read yes. the other one right 19 however if you're gonna shove it down our throats then i mean make it mean something but <laughs> deep now it's like all right cool i can handle that yeah i can handle that uh, we also encounter a lot of uh, pop culture references in this one. King does that a lot, but he brought up um, Harry Potter a couple of places. Uh, there's an Elton John song that flows throughout. Um, I don't yeah. know if you enjoy those sorts of references in this universe. How do you feel about that? It again, yeah, it was kind of, you know, there was never really any... I mean, obviously, you know, the, the lyrics of the song, I guess, relate to the overall story, but there's never any amazing explanation for why that song was the recurring um, mm. soundtrack of the book. Uh, uh, 
don't get me wrong, I enjoy Sir Elton, but uh, <laughs> kind of strange, you know, almost reached the, reached an annoying point with me, uh, similar to the number 19 thing where I was like, okay, I don't need this song to show up anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, then, I... yeah, the, the other pop culture thing, you know, this this is something that King does uh, where he'll he'll make a, a pretty blatant reference to something. And he'll really run with it for a few hundred pages before he acknowledges that he's just completely stolen it from something else. Uh, you know, so with the wolves, and you know, finally at the end, one of the characters says like, oh, well, these guys look just like Dr. Doom from the Marvel comics. And they're throwing, they're th- they have these combined Star Wars and Harry Potter weapons. But, you yeah. know, but it, but it takes us. 600 plus pages to get there you know it's kind of it's the same thing that he did in Dreamcatcher, where uh you know he had the character named colonel kurtz and finally mm. after after uh you, you know like 500 pages someone is like oh yeah i think he just gave himself that name after the guy from heart of darkness you right. know, with, without <laughs> acknowledging it just right off the bat uh it's almost right. like an, an editor <laughs> shamed him into acknowledging that he had just ripped off right. some of these ideas. It's like people aren't going to know what this is, Stephen. Just put it, yeah. put it in there, yeah, dude, <laughs> dude. You can't, you can't say sneeches without acknowledging at some point that it's from Harry Potter, right? Yes. Um, and oh, speaking of Harry Potter too, as soon as I opened the book, I saw that the chapter titles were written in font from the Harry Potter books. That I immediately recognized. I was like that's the font from harry potter and it's when it showed up at the end i was like oh he did that on purpose how cheeky and he's my harry potter font but it was so weird to see something that i see is so iconically harry potter yeah pop up in a stephen king book it was really jarring when i first opened it i was like what the heck is this uh yeah <laughs> yeah so that's weird. interesting i yeah i read this one pretty much entirely electronically so i didn't uh, i don't think i had that yeah my version yeah, I'm kind of curious to see if it pops up in the next one or, or the other ones or not, but it didn't in any of the ones beforehand. But yeah, as right. soon as I opened it, I was like, holy crap. Um, oh, another reference that everybody talks about, I ask you about it too. At the very, very end, they're looking at the books um, in the bookshop and Father Callahan finds Salem's Lot, mentions that it's by Stephen King and is shocked to find himself in the book. Um, I thought that was a lot. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Well, it's a, it's lot. a lot, and uh, yeah, I I I finished Song of Susanna a few days ago, so we can probably we can probably defer a lot of the uh kind of fourth wall breaking discussion to mm-hmm. to the recording for that one. But gotcha. Uh, it let's just say it doesn't get any easier. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Oof, yeah i have a hard time with that sometimes so Ugh, yeah it rough. gets pretty it gets pretty meta mm, yeah sometimes it can be fun but this one i was re- by the end i was like i'm so tired please don't do this to me. <laughs> i'm <Yeah>. so tired <laughs> but, right. oh well. well yeah at least at least ben mears didn't pop back up oh god ben at least it was someone who's mildly interesting so that's good uh, oh well. Well, are uh, anything else that you want to add before we get to crowns? No, I think I'm. I think I'm good to do crowns. I think we've hit all the uh, all the kind of high points and low points from the from the wolves. <laughs> yeah, indeed. 
Uh, for me, I, I I would say as with most of the Dark Tower books, I'm gonna go uh, Three Crowns. You know, mm. enjoyed enjoyed plenty of parts. Equally, did not enjoy some other parts. Uh, you know, definitely don't like the Susanna Mia storyline. Um, and like you said, the uh, the it gets a little bit too meta there at the end with Salem's Lot, but. But I like the main storyline there in the Kala. Um, I like the battle, mm-hmm. short-lived as it may have been. Um, you know, I liked Eddie going back to New York and kicking some ass in the bookstore. So, <laughs> so three crowns for me. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go with two. Um, I really liked the Kala storyline. Um, like, like you said, too, I, I like that interaction that the gunslingers have with the townspeople, wanted more from the battle. Um, but I, everything else to me was so slow and almost painful. And I feel like it didn't pay off. Um, I think if I felt like this in Wizard and Glass where it starts off kind of slow, but then I felt like it really paid off in the end. We learned a lot about Roland. We had a lot of character development, um, a lot of understanding about this whole universe that we were going into. But this one, I feel like it didn't pay off as much as that one. So Maybe I'm comparing it unfairly. No, but... I definitely agree. It didn't. It didn't have the same sense of satisfaction for me at the end. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that, it, it kind of had a kind of been there, done that type of feel to it. In that, you know, ah. it was very similar to you know, obviously different, different quartet with Roland, but uh, you know, kind of the same thing where he, him and his posse ride into to save this small town from some, Mm -hmm. from, you know, from some existential threat. And uh, uh, so it felt a little bit repetitive to me from that end. Uh, So yeah, yeah, didn't, didn't stack up for me to, uh, to wizarding glass, which certainly for me still up through this point is the, uh, is the high point of the dark tower series. Same agreed. Uh, You know, I think as I keep going through this, I'm like, yeah, I don't think Westerns are my jam too much if it's, if they're mostly about a guy showing up in a small day, it's like, ugh, I'm so bored. Yeah, Uh, no, there is, there's definitely a, uh, yeah, there's definitely a large, uh, you know, uh, tribute owed to, um, both, uh, the Magnificent Seven or, or the mm-hmm. Seven Samurai uh, fr- from this book uh, with the kind of general storyline. And King, all, he acknowledges that. I honestly don't mm-hmm. remember whether it's in this book or at the very beginning of the next one. But, I think uh, it's in this def- book, actually. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, definitely, definitely has that feel, uh, which is fine. You know, he said from the very start that this was kind of a Spaghetti Westerns meets Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. uh type of uh series so uh you know no no real no real i mean you know yeah if, if you're gonna have marvel villains who use harry potter weapons then uh, there's no <laughs> there's, there's no real crime in borrowing liberally from the magnificent seven either absolutely not <laughs> so we're in safe territory here to just grab back um but yeah next time we will continue on with more dark tower as yeah we we're sticking with start, it we're going yep and right right from where we picked right right from where we left off and we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna go through that door in the cave yep i'm gonna find out all about a demon baby so it's gonna be gonna be wild <laughs> yeah well i i would kind of say i'm looking forward to it but we'll see
Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kayla. Thanks. Bye. For more of our Stephen King adventures, please follow us on Instagram at The Year of King.